Dear God, we just thank you so much for this time and this day that you've called us to be here um, at this conference and just reflecting on um, who you are and how we can stand fast as women and specifically as we talk now just about what that looks like within our identity. I pray that um, you would just help us to see how this all correlates to um, just to life and how big of a a foundation it lays for us when we set our identity in you. And so um, just meet us here, help it to just make sense to um, apply to our lives, and would you just um, be honored and glorified. And so we love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Um, Cool. Well, um, like I said, we're going to be talking about identity today. Um, I was really excited to get this topic just because I think that's like one of the most important things throughout life. Like identity, it's just who you are. It really defines like everything because everybody is different. Everyone's been created by God as who they are and have different personality traits, different like things that they like. And I think when we can kind of look at who we are in Christ and then go off of that, that's going to set the tone for like literally your whole entire life (laughs) because identity stays in your life until the day that you are not here anymore, honestly, because that's a huge factor. Um, but before we talk a lot about it, um, I will introduce myself. Um, so my name's Ashley Chaya. My last name does not look like it's pronounced Chaya. It's a weird CZ beginning. Um, I put some pictures up. I just had some fun creating this these slides for you guys. Um, and so some fun facts about me. I'm 25, soon to be 26, which feels a little old, like me and Amy were just saying. 26 is when you get off of your um, parents' insurance, and so it's real fun, real adult life. Um, And yeah, and then I've been married for two years to the guy on the bottom corner who's the best. He actually, I was like laughing, half almost crying because I just honestly just love him. but the the speaker Melanie, she was talking about how her husband like called her before, and my husband called me before, and then I was just like, oh man, he's just the best. So seriously, wait for somebody who just treats you wonderfully and loves Jesus. Um, his name's Levi, and we've been married for two years. Um, and then I've been working with coffee for a couple of years. I feel like a lot of stuff that I do revolves around coffee. Um, so I definitely stood for the coffee. Who stood for coffee? Yeah. Um, wow. Everyone else was tea. <laughs> I like tea too. It's good, but I still, I think coffee, but wow, that's cool. Um, and yeah, so I've been working with coffee for five years. So I just, that's a fun picture of me pouring some latte art. We actually have a really cool coffee cart at my church, which I run. It's pretty fun. Um, and I love to do it. I think it's a really, a neat practical thing because it really brings people together. I think no matter what age, race, gender, whatever it is, like people love coffee and they'll all go to a coffee shop. And I think it's really cool that I get to serve it to people um, that would probably never, I would never know or meet, but then coffee brings us all together. (laughs) So yeah, that's a fun part about me. And then um, this picture on the left corner is of a place I got to go during COVID because I actually my husband's from Wisconsin and we had to move to Wisconsin during COVID and had this really cool trip where we went camping for like six weeks and it was the best time of my life. And that's my favorite spot 
to go to. It's in Wyoming. It's called the Grand Teton National Park. So if you ever get to go there, it's beautiful. Um, and then the top right picture is my dog. His name's Bear. He's a black lab. He's my favorite. Um, <laughs> yes, me too. Does ever, who has dogs in here? Oh, wow. A lot of you guys. Does anyone have cats? Cat people? Cool. You guys are awesome too. Um, I like cats. I probably won't ha I wouldn't have a cat, but I like them. I'm not opposed to them. <laughs> um, yeah, but I love my dog. Somebody actually just told me, they were like, I feel like you just post about your husband and your dog all the time. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> so, yeah, he's awesome. He's crazy. He's like two years old. So he still has the energy of a puppy, honestly. Um, and then I've been serving in youth ministry since about 2015. I started helping in a program, which some of you guys probably have heard about if you come to Calvary Vista um, on the edge with your high school pastor, Aaron. And I've, so I've known him for a handful of years and I've loved it ever since. Um, I never thought I would love youth ministry. I always was like, oh, it's okay. Um, but God just kind of placed me in a position of being around um, youth for a while. And I just think that you guys are really cool, honestly. I think that, um, especially now, it's really hard to I mean, just being a teenager in general is such a, like, it's like everybody always reflects back to those years, no matter how old they are. You know, you always hear about people who are, like, living in the, in the golden age of their life in high school when they were, like, the football star or the cheerleader or whatever. But really, like, that's, it's such an influential time, and it really does, like, kind of affect the rest of your life sometimes because you're learning about who you are, and there's so many things that you kind of have to think through, and so... I just, I think, yeah, I think high schoolers are awesome. Middle schoolers are awesome. I think just young people. Um, and lastly, I love helping people work through life just in a very spiritual sense, but just very practically. I think um, kind of like she was saying in the teaching, the Bible can be kind of like it seems exhausting at first when you open it up and you're like, how am I supposed to <laughs> apply this to my life? It was written thousands of years ago. It's really long. There's books of laws, all those things. But I think that God has written it to us, and there's such a practical way that we can apply these things. And I'm all about that because I feel like that's how my brain works. I need to be, like, kind of seeing those things helps me to actually apply them and do them in life. And so, um, yeah, so that's a bit about who I am. Um, and then we're going to be talking about identity. And so um, part of that is kind of explaining who you are, I think, in a sense. So I think that's a kind of a cool thing to think through, like, who am I? Um, and who does God call me to be? So identity um, is going to be, we're going to be talking about this, and it's the fact of being who or what a person or a thing is. So if you like to take notes, I don't know, if you, it seems like you guys are, which is awesome. Um, that's kind of what we're going to be touching on, is the fact of being who or what a person or a thing is. So why is this such an important thing? Like, why do you guys think identity is something that would even be considered as a workshop. What are your guys' like first thoughts? Like, why is this something that we should be talking about? Any thoughts on those things? Yeah. I feel like we're all at like a really critical point in our life mm -hmm. where we have like a lot of decisions to make. So discovering your identity is yeah. probably like the best topic to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Any other thoughts? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's very important because sometimes it takes a long time to figure out your identity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes, not putting in the wrong things. It's 
very easy to do sometimes, I think, which is why it's good to know the right things to put it in. Um, so when, when you guys think of a person's identity, what are things that come to your mind? Like what can someone be defined by within their identity? Christians. As a Christian, yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> Vicki? Job title? A job title, yeah, definitely. Social media, like what their Instagram looks like, maybe how many followers they have. Any other thoughts? No? Oh, yes, one more. Hobbies? Hobbies? Yeah, definitely. Things you like to do, things you're passionate about. Um, I have a couple of things I kind of thought about when I first thought about what our identity can be. So I think we can have friendships that can define us, kind of like who you choose to be around you definitely says a lot about who you are, right? Um, your future, kind of like what she was saying, like you're going to be choosing and making choices for your future. And especially in high school, I feel like everyone is asking, what are you going to do after you graduate? And that is really can define who you're going to become. Um, your appearance, I think, I mean, I think everybody kind of thinks about this, but I think as girls, sometimes we definitely can think about it more um, just because, I mean, it's great. We like to look cute. We like to like feel trendy, all those things, you know, but that can definitely define who we are. Um, maybe like your past or trauma or anything that's gone on in your life that you feel like has impacted you pretty deeply. Um, your personality, maybe different like traits you have, or even, I don't know if you guys do all the like personality quizzes, um, but stuff like that, which those are fun to do, kind of just to figure out who you are and little like things that maybe like can help you figure those out. Um, but those can definitely define us. Maybe your relationship status, um, your family. I think that's a really big one. Um, definitely. I mean, they're the people who shape you the most, whether it be for good or for bad. And that can definitely become our, our identity. And then job, like Nikki said, what you do. I mean, that's kind of a, a thing people ask you, right? Or I don't know if they ask you that. Um, as you get older, people kind of will be like, oh, so what do you do for a living? Like, that's one of the first questions that come to mind. So there's just, just a few things. Um, I mean, I think I definitely like the things you're interested in and that you do. People are kind of known as like as that, whether if you're like a musician or singer or whatever it be. Um, and then I definitely think there's some deeper things too that you can think through. Definitely like I think nowadays kind of your sexuality or your gender is a huge thing. Kind of the, you know, using all the pronouns, those are things like I feel like people are defined by because I mean, it's literally in our Instagram bios that you can have the option to have that. Um, you know, I think those are like some of the bigger things or maybe even your views on um, different things that are going on, like right now, the really big thing is everything with um, abortion and the Roe versus Wade trial and all those things. Um, so even just maybe your opinions and your thoughts on those things, because as a Christian, they probably do differ from like a lot of your friends if they are not Christian. And so those things can kind of make up our identity as well. Um, and so I did like a little survey on my Instagram um, when I was studying for this just to kind of like get an understanding of where people were at as far as like what they thought about identity or what they felt insecure about in regards to their identity. It's going to be kind of hard to see the answers because there's kind of a lot of them, but I'll just kind of name a couple. So the first thing I asked was, is knowing your identity an important factor for life? So what do you guys think? Yeah, okay. The 1% of persons that said no, it was one person. And so I was hoping that was an accident that they, like, clicked no because I, like, hope that they 
don't think that because I'm like, I think it is pretty important, you know? Um, and then the one, the first question was, what's your identity defined by? And so, um, some of the things that people answered were kind of what you guys answered. Um, they were defined by like their hobbies, their passions, their interests, um, who they are as Christians, what the word of God says, maybe their ability to love people. Um, and then the second one was what makes you doubt or feel insecure about our about your identity. And I think that is definitely something that we can struggle with throughout life. Um, we're going to have times where we feel maybe a little more insecure than other times of life. Maybe something's going on that's making you feel those ways. Um, but some of the answers, which I thought were really interesting, there was a couple in common um, that were uh, had to do with judging by the world standards. So the times that they were feeling the most insecure was when they were putting what the world said onto who they were. And then um, some other people said when they kind of created their own um, identity of like, oh, this is how I should be. This is what I should line up to. But then when they would look to the word of God, it didn't line up. So it was like they just kind of came up with this almost like dream identity, which I think sometimes we can kind of do that. We have these expectations in life and that of what we want to be. And then sometimes you step back and you're like, wow, maybe this isn't what God's calling me to be. And that's okay. You just kind of have to work through those times with him and allow him to come in and help you in those. Um, but the biggest thing, and for myself personally, I can definitely say this is true. There was about like six people that answered with, um, oh, I didn't see this up there. The yellow circles, um, those are going to be all talking about comparison. So the biggest thing that made people feel insecure or doubt their personality was comparison. And I can tell you 100% I have struggled with this greatly because it's so easy to do this, especially now that we just have the access to be able to see what everyone's doing 24-7, and we can see all of the good parts of people's life on social media or um, whatever it may be, and see that and then compare it to our life. Or maybe see that somebody is, like, wearing awesome clothes or going on crazy vacations, and you're like, how did they get the money to do this? Or making a perfect house for themselves or living in a really cool dorm room in college or whatever it may be, and then we can just kind of... Even if you don't know you're intentionally doing it, you can just begin to compare. And so I think that can make us feel insecure because then we're taking what other people's lives are and putting them against what ours is. But we're not called to that life that that person has. We're called to our life. And so that's where you kind of have to wrestle through, like, being content with that. But I thought it was really interesting that comparison was one of the biggest things. And then the last question was... Why is knowing your identity so important? So you guys kind of answered some of those. Um, And most of the people talked about how it gives you a purpose in life. Um, It kind of guides you to where you want to go. And it, I mean, it literally gives you the direction of your life and who you want to be. And kind of just determines your whole reason behind why you make certain choices um, and why you're becoming who you become. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think you guys have a general understanding, too. It kind of seems like you guys got that. Um, And I think with that, too, it's like it's just cool to think through these things because they're important questions to ask yourself, you know, and to just kind of get the thoughts rolling in your head now because they will continue to be in your head, I think, for the rest of your life. 
Um, and so we're going to actually just focus in on um, our theme verse. I was kind of looking at maybe choosing a different verse because, you know, it's like a workshop, so I wanted to make, change it up and stuff. Um, but when I started thinking about what identity is, I realized that I think this verse can apply if we look at it in light of what identity is. And so um, just to recap the verse, it's 1 Corinthians six thirteen through 14, and it says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, let all that you do be done with love. And I really liked that she kind of touched um, in the main service about um, kind of what that means for us. I think it's really cool because we can kind of unpack those things and apply it to our identity. And a really neat thing that I learned about um, while kind of studying this verse, um, there's a really cool resource called the Bible Project. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah, kind of. If you haven't heard of it, I would recommend checking them out. They're really cool. Um, I think it's just on YouTube, right? Yeah. Um, They're like these two guys, and they basically kind of explain a lot of different um, books of the Bible, topics of the Bible, but they do it in a really cool way where they do a lot of like um, like journaling type of a setting where they draw a lot of things. It just makes it really interactive and really creative for your brain to understand. And so I was kind of just watching an overview of what 1 Corinthians is about, and Paul is talking to the Corinthians about... Um, He's just encouraging them. But specifically, the whole theme of Corinthians, I think she, what she mentioned, was um, learning to see life through the lens of the gospel. And so that is like what he was trying to overall say to them. And I think that is such a cool topic because if you even look at the history behind um, what Corinth was at the time, it was this huge port city and it had a bunch of... Um, Different, basically, like a port city means all of the people are bringing all of the goods. So it was a really traveled through city. Um, it was a very, um, like, big economic center. It had a lot of temples, and it was like a really important and big town in the ancient days. And so they kind of could have found their identity in so many different things with such a like thriving city. Um, and I think it's really cool to kind of think that and kind of think through that and contrast that to even now, like living in a place where it's such a busy, ongoing thing, um, like li- honestly living in like Southern California, because we just have this culture around us that's always hustle and bustle and trying to keep up and stay busy. And I think it's cool that we can even see that back then, the people that he's talking to can relate to us now because they were in like a hustle and bustle society where people were trying to like go up the ladder, sell a lot of things. They could find their identity and maybe their job that they were doing or making money or, you know, whatever it might be. So I think it's cool to see that contrast. Um, But I really liked that the overall theme was learning to think about life through the lens of the gospel. And so if you don't remember anything from this workshop other than this, that's great because this is what our aim is going to be. We want to learn to think about who you are, so about your identity, through the lens of the gospel. Because if you don't see yourself through who Jesus sees you as, then it's going to be so easy to get lost within what the world says or your friends or whatever, whoever tells you anything. And so that's going to be our key point is to learn to think about our identity through the lens of the gospel. And so in order to do that, first you have to know who you are, right? So 
who we are in Christ. Um, so I've just jotted down a couple. Um, honestly, there's an extensive list that you can find. Um, but these are just a couple of verses that I think really just tell us who we are in Christ. And so we can just go through them pretty quickly. But, you know, you can do a whole study on this, honestly, for yourself. If you just even Google, like, verses about who you are in Christ, the whole thing will come up. Um, but we're crucified with Christ. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're children of God. We're made in his image. We are not our own. We're a new creation, and we're citizens of heaven. And so those are important things when it comes to who we are because like being crucified with Christ, that means that you know our flesh gets put to death, and we are crucified with Christ in that. So we live a different kind of life because of that. Um, being fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, just knowing that God has created you with a purpose and with detail and how you are is exactly how he wanted to make you. Um, children of God, that means that God is our father. And I think that's a huge thing, um, especially like if something in, if that's something in an area of your life that maybe you like don't have or maybe somebody is lacking in that. Seeing God as a father is a huge thing because he wants to be that for us and we're his children. And that means that we get to, as children of God, inherit the same things that he does because he's our father and we're part of his family. Um, made in his image, I think that's just a good thing to remember when we're doubting or feeling like maybe we don't match up to what we want to look like or maybe what the world wants us to be. Um, we're not our own, so that means that in our decisions sometimes or what we think might feel like it's going against our natural things that we would want to do, but we have to remember that because we are crucified with Christ, we're not our own, so that means we make our decisions in light of what God would want us to. Um, and then we are a new creation, so it says that everything in the past is is gone, is put away when we become with God, and we become a new creation. So we don't have to live in light of maybe the past mistakes we've made or things that have happened. And then we're citizens of heaven, so we can look forward to becoming um, a citizen of heaven at the end of our lives, we get to be with Jesus. And that just is an exciting thing to remember because that makes everything on this earth temporary versus everything that we do for the Lord. We get to be, have an eternal aspect with him, which is really crazy. Sometimes it's a little mind boggling to think about. Um, and so we're just going to kind of from here focus in on the certain words, it's kind of funny. It's really similar to um, what Melanie was teaching. I really am like a word person. I think um, going through the Bible, it's cool to think about, okay, like why did God put the, like allow these words specifically to be in the Bible in this order? Um, and so it's not, I promise it's not going to be like English class. Um, maybe just a little bit, but it's just going to be brief. But we're just going to kind of go through each word and kind of see how we can tie that into our identity. So the first one is watch, and that simply just means to give strict attention to and observing something over a period of time. And so with that, what are things like, when I, when I thought about watch, I was like, what do we watch? Like she said, we watch TV shows. We Like if you miss an episode, you're not going to get, if it's an important episode, you won't get the full picture, right? So you have to always make sure you watch the whole thing. Um, I thought about like cooking or baking, what happens if you, like, don't watch the food that you're cooking? Like, it gets burned, and it's destroyed, and then all your hard work is done. Um, and then, even, like, and then your health. I was thinking, okay, like, we have to kind of watch our health. You know, people who let go of their health, like, sometimes 
it causes problems within their health if they just kind of turn a blind eye to it or they're not just like taking caution in that. And so why is watching our identity something to do? Why would you, why do you guys think that's important? Is there anything that comes to mind? Like why would we need to pay close attention to our identity? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And people. And people, yeah. yes. Yeah, like going off of that, like different influences in our life and like knowing what is like, knowing what's letting, like what we're letting like influence us mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah. Um, I feel like in life, Satan, he uses some things in life where it's like he does things very, like he does, he adds little things and like, okay, you're ugly. And then you like, you like kind of believe it. And then he like, mm-hmm. he like quietly adds things. So I feel like every day kind of like reminding yourself who you are in your identity so that, and kind of like putting yourself back into that place with God where it's like centering yourself, I feel like. And yeah. your, your identity is really important because yeah. when you don't, you can, you listen and you go to and fro with the wind of the world. I yeah, think. definitely. Yeah. Like watching out for yourself, pretty much like making sure that you stay on track with mm-hmm. God and this plan for yourself. Yeah. Nikki. Even like the things about our own identity we can take into our relationship with the Lord and our relationship with others. So if we have a misunderstanding of who God says that we are, we'll have a misunderstanding of who God is and who the people around us are. Yeah. We can like infiltrate those things onto those relationships. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think overall it's just, it's so easy to allow life to change us, right? Life is constantly going. It doesn't stop. It just keeps going and going. And there's always going to be things that come and go and change and are always flip-flopping. And so if we aren't watching ourselves and our who our identity is, then we're just going to go along with it. It's going to just be a constant, like, tossing back and forth. And it's just going to be confusing. There's going to be no peace in it. You're just going to constantly be questioning yourself. And so that's why I think it's careful to just really watch, to observe yourself and to see, maybe even to just be aware of the things that make you feel like thrown off or that make you feel insecure. And so how we can do this, um, some things I jotted down was to set aside time, really to see where we're at with the Lord. Um, I think really just... Every season of life is so different, and so you do have to kind of just take take time to watch, okay, like, in this time of life, where am I at? What's making me feel this way? How can I take that and turn it back into allowing the Lord to meet me where I'm at? And I think along with that is being honest with ourselves. Um, that sometimes can be kind of hard to be uh, at a place where you admit, oh, like, this situation or this certain thing made me feel this way or made me feel insecure. But when you're honest with yourself and you don't bottle it up and just keep letting it come at you, then it's out in the open. And so you can see it out there. And then when you add other people into that as well, I think when you're honest with others and you have a community of people, you have friends that you can confide in, then they can also see those things and help you in them. And then I think too, just um, taking time to journal and kind of like reflect on Maybe something the Lord is working in your heart because you can go back and you can like quite literally like watch your journal like over time and see how the Lord has been faithful to come in those times of life where maybe you do feel insecure or doubt. Um, Yeah. Does anyone have any other ways they think maybe that they can practically apply like watching and observing your identity? Yeah. Maybe like talking to your friends and like asking them, like having an honest talk with them. Asking them if you see any change in yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's a, like 
allowing them to kind of see into your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, So the next one is stand fast in the faith. And so that means to stand firm, persevere, or persist, and to keep keep one standing. Um, But I think the key thing is in the faith. So that means complete trust or confidence in someone or something, which obviously for us, we're putting our trust and hope in God, um, and within the conviction of the truth. So that together, that means you're standing firm in God, but also within the conviction of the truth. And I think this is really important because it's so easy to stand fast in so many things, right? People will take their opinions or take what they believe, and they're going to stand on it, right? I mean, I'm sure you guys have different things that maybe you're passionate about that you would say, like, yes, like, I'm all for this. But we all have to be that way within who God is calling us to be. And standing fast is so important because in order to stand, we need to be rooted. And it can be so easy for to let life circumstances or maybe our failures or friendships or personalities or styles, or being liked, or insecurities, um, to like move us to not stand fast. And so, I think that this is such an important thing because if you're not rooted and grounded, then you're just going to be tossed over. There's going to be so many things that come your way that just kind of throw you, um, or try to attack your identity. Even like she was saying, like the thoughts that the enemy puts in your head. It's just like sometimes you just wake up and you just feel like that. As soon as you wake up, maybe you just kind of feel gross about yourself or you're just kind of like, I'm not feeling today. And every little thing feels like you're just insecure or, um, you know, there's just some hard days sometimes. And sometimes there's explanations and sometimes there's not. It really is just sometimes it's part of being a girl, which kind of sucks sometimes, (laughs) especially in the time of the month that we all know is the hardest time because it's just extra heightened and you feel like everything is like coming against you and your emotions all are, are all over the place. But I think that's why we have to stand fast, especially because sometimes our emotions can want to try to guide us, right? Has anybody, does anybody feel like that? <laughs> okay. I feel like you might be lying if you say no, because it really is. Emotions are, they are something, and they will try to, they will try to win over what the truth says, but that's why when we stand fast in the faith and we're putting our full trust and confidence in God, then we know the truth to be able to say, no, 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 I might be feeling this way, but I'm going to stay grounded in what God says and what the word says. And so some practical things that I jotted down to do would be knowing who we are. So that comes with reading his word, right? It's the the discipline that she was talking about, which can be really challenging. And so um, take it as a challenge to do that. I'm challenging even myself because it is hard. You get busy sometimes or you just want to sleep in the extra 15 minutes, Um, you know, but if we are not grounded in knowing our words, then it's going to be easier for the enemy or for the world to push us down and to not be rooted. Um, and then having a healthy community who encourage you. I think that's a huge thing in high school. Honestly, I, I mean, if you're homeschooled, it probably looks a little different for you, but, um, you know, just going to school in general, you're surrounded by 
so many kinds of people, and sometimes not the best people. Um, people who just have different views than you, who come from different family settings, who are honestly just struggling just as much as we are, but they don't have the hope that we have. And so it's great to be a part of those people's lives and definitely to like reach out to them. But having those people in your day-to-day life that are your people, um, that are going to be encouraging you in moving towards the things of Christ versus towards discouraging you and making you feel like you don't matter or maybe just encouraging you in the wrong things. Um, Because I think friendship, especially in high school, I feel like French, because you're just seeing people every day. So you have the choice and option to be around those people, honestly, who are going to try to peer pressure you to do things or to just kind of maybe like not take your walk as seriously with the Lord. But when you have those people around you that you trust and that you can have fun with, but also have those serious talks with and who are pushing you towards Jesus, those are going to be important. And I think we can also stand fast in the faith in a very practical way by knowing our convictions, but having healthy boundaries within that. I think, um, I don't think the world likes boundaries very much. Um, it's kind of just a free for all. And sometimes even for myself, I felt, um, pretty discouraged sometimes for having boundaries and just being like, no, I'm not going to watch these things, or I'm not going to go with you guys this place or, and even as a Christian, sometimes even within Christian groups of friends, sometimes you have to make those decisions that might feel a little hard because you want them to like you and want them to be your friends, but maybe you deciding to have that healthy boundary is going to speak more to them and help you to stand firm in your identity than if you don't. Um, so I think that's a huge thing, whether that be, you know, like limiting yourself on social media, like we were talking about um, that during one of the questions at the last service about how social media does, like you're just on it and it so easily gets into your head and it can just cause comparison. It can cause just, I don't know, people who aren't encouraging you. So maybe having a healthy boundary, maybe like a time limit on that or like something that you know will help you. Um, and then knowing just what the enemy says as lies, like how she was saying, like he just throws things your way. So knowing when it's a lie and then knowing a truth to follow up that lie. Um, or even if it's like watching different movies or listening to certain kinds of music, I don't know, whatever it looks like for you, you all have your, your own convictions that you can work through, but knowing, okay, like this is what my conviction is and I'm going to stick to it. And this is my boundary for that. Or maybe it's with people too, because sometimes you need boundaries with people that are not helping you in life. Um, and then this next one is be brave. So that means ready to face and endure danger or pain in showing courage. So I thought this was an interesting thing to kind of talk through because why do you guys think within your identity, why would being brave be something that like, what kinds of situations would you have to be brave in? So sometimes, like, like friends at school, they're not really Christians. So sometimes you have to be brave and to outreach yourself to, like, hey, no, like, that's, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that because I believe in this. Mm-hmm. And it can be scary at times, like, thinking about, like, rejection or they won't like you as much anymore. But honestly, I've realized, like, once I tell them or, like, once I reach out to them and let them know that I'm not doing this because of this, they're usually a lot more understanding or in, if they poke fun at you or whatever, they're not really your friends. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 
like, even thinking of like a soldier going into battle, it's like if they're if they're not brave and they look all like scrawny and scared, like other people are, they're just gonna be like, dude, this this person's like not even fight. Like, that's just. But like when we're when we're brave and we're standing fast in mm-hmm. faith and we're when we're confident in who we are in Christ and we get into that battlefield and spiritual or even the physical, like when we're yeah. like friends and and just things like that. It's like when we're brave and just, like when we know who we are in Christ, it causes us to be more. Um, I feel like it just causes us to have more of a um, confidence in who we are. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wrote down, honestly, being a Christian takes guts. Like, honestly, yeah. in this world, it does. Like, a lot of times people will try to look down on it, but really deciding to go against what the world, who is, like, m- the majority, going against what they say versus what the Bible says, that really does take a lot because people are not going to agree with you and people might not always be nice about it. And that's why you have to be able to be brave because the Holy Spirit will help you in these moments because you're going to have to endure maybe a type of like danger, not like sometimes physical, maybe, I don't know. Um, But you have to be ready to face those times where you feel like maybe they're coming against you. And God doesn't promise us either when we follow him that it'll be easy. So that's always something to remember. I'm sure you guys have heard that before, but especially within our identity, it's not always easy to choose being a Christian and trying to follow what that looks like. Um, And so I think in, I think of moments in high school and even into my even to now, honestly, where I've had to be brave in situations where I've had to say no to things. Maybe um, I choose not to go to a party. Maybe I choose not to be dating a guy who is not good for me. Maybe I choose to um, not gossip with people who are talking about somebody. Um, you know, all those kinds of things, I think, through my life. And I wasn't probably always perfect in them, but You know, that's the goal is to be able to, even in the midst of the times where we fail, um, we can know that God is going to help us in those moments and bring us back to that. And so being brave practically, I think, like we talked about, knowing your convictions and practicing sticking to them is something you can do. Knowing it's okay to fail, you might not always have that moment of being brave and you might not do what you wanted to, but then coming back from that and letting the Lord help you up from that and then um, choosing the people around you to help you. I think that's an important thing. And then lastly, there's being strong. So that means able to withstand great force or pressure, showing determination, self-control, and good judgment. So I think this is important because we're going to be challenged constantly throughout our life and kind of the, the brave and the strong go together. You have to be brave, but I think you have to be strong because you do have to withstand the pressure that people might come at you with when it comes to your identity and who you are. The world has so many ways that they want to tell you, oh, you should look like this or go after this or be like this. But you have to really be strong enough to be able to say, okay, no, like I'm determined to be known as who God calls me to be. And thank God for the Holy Spirit because he does that for us in our lives. Um, You know, and we don't always have to just do it on our own. But we can kind of come to a place, I think, where we are confident in that. And we it does come across as like a strength because you're like, no, this is who I am in God. I know I am this and I won't bend to anybody or any other thing. Um, and I think, too, it's important because different roles come along in life. Like right now, you guys are, you know, students, 
I, you'll always be like daughters and siblings, but then as life keeps going, your roles kind of change. So you can become like a girlfriend or a wife. You can become a graduate. You can become a teacher. You could become a mom. You could become an influencer. Like you can, you know, become all these things. But those shouldn't be the things that define you at the end of the day. Those should, it should be God who defines you and your identity in Him rather than those roles. And those are things that God's called you to. That doesn't mean that's your identity, right? And so when we are intentional about these things within our identity and when we know and are confident in what our identity is, then I think it comes with that last part of the verse. Let all that you do be done in love. I think when, when we kind of are grounded and we know who we are, I think we can practically apply something like this where we can love. And everything that comes out of us is going to be more pleasant and more pleasing to the Lord because we're going to be confident in who we are. And, you know, there's so many things now I think that's kind of talk about, like, you know, love yourself and then you can love others. Like, first you have to love yourself. to, And that's honestly, like, a practical truth. Maybe not necessarily, like, biblically written in the Bible kind of thing, but... It's a practical truth where if you know who you are and you are confident and you love who you are because you know who God's called you to be, I think loving others then comes naturally from that. Because in the times where you're doubting and where you're always insecure, sometimes it might feel more of a challenge to love people because you feel like you're not fully there yet. And then the Holy Spirit helps you in those times where maybe it's harder to love people and God will show you and have people to come around you to love you. But I think when we are confident, then we can let all that we do be done with love. And it won't always look perfect, but it will, that will be like the thing that we want to is to do is to be done with love. Um, And so with that, there's just a little last bit of like a song lyric that I, I thought of when I was preparing for this. Um, there's this song by Pat Barrett. Um, yeah, it's called Canvas and Clay. I think you guys do it a lot here. I actually heard it at this at a conference that I came to. Um, but as I was kind of going through this, I was thinking about our identity. And, and honestly, as I was preparing for this, I felt like it was good for me to think through. But also, I felt my identity being challenged in different ways. And I think this was just such a, a truth to hold on to. And it says, um, when I'm doubting, Lord, remind me I'm wonderfully made. You're an artist and a potter. I'm the canvas and the clay. I know nothing has been wasted, no failure or mistake. You're an artist and a potter. I'm the canvas and the clay. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing to remind ourselves of. Like, we are the Lord's, and He is shaping and molding us through life. And even in the midst of failures or mistakes, those aren't wasted. The Lord uses those things. And sometimes in our identities, it can feel like maybe there's just like so many things that we don't like about ourselves or that we're feeling weak in. But God uses those things and they're not wasted because he is the artist and the potter and he knows what he's doing and who he's shaping us to be. And so um, if you haven't heard the song, you should listen to it. It's really good. Um, And I think it's just a good reminder And I think your identity is just going to be something that you think through for the rest of your life. So that's why I think it's vital and important that you start now. I'm really grateful to have, you know, since I was like younger, to be able to be raised in church and to feel like I know who my identity was and what it was in. I mean, it was a struggle all the time. It still is a struggle. I think you you just have some times that are easier, but life does change a lot and it can 
feel like it gets shaken up a little bit, but when you really know who you're confident in and you know who God is and who he's called you to be, then you can stand fast in your identity. And so that's all I have for you. Um, I hope that this really stands out to you guys and you guys do start thinking about it a lot more than maybe you already have been. Um, but does anybody have any questions? Any? I don't think we have too long. Ten minutes. Great. Um, does anybody have any questions, like generally about identity or about something we've talked about? Or, um, yeah, we have like ten minutes to do a little question and answer, if you want. I, I agree oh. with you. Like, okay. Identity is probably one of the most important things that you could know at, at any age or stage, mm-hmm. but especially in this room, because it's like we're living in such a crazy world where anything of value and morals is being washed away mm-hmm. through social media and Instagram and TikTok and all these things that are really influencing people by the number of minutes and hours that they're on it, that by the time they get off, they're just like a ping pong ball and they don't know where they're going, they don't know what they stand for. So if there's ever anything to really put your feet down into concrete on it is who God says that you are. Because if you design something or make something, you get to decide this is what I made it for and this is the purpose that it's set out for. Mm-hmm. And he's our creator, so he gets to decide that about us. Yeah. But people don't get to decide that if you're good enough or pretty enough or smart enough or, you know, nobody gets to decide that. Mm-hmm. It's only God's to say. Yeah. But if you don't know that, then you'll be given to that. Like yeah. Definitely. You had a question? Is it okay to not know your identity? I think so. I think everyone kind of starts there. You know, everyone kind of has to question that. Um, I think I think in the long run, it is an important thing to know because I think if you don't, then like she was saying, you're going to kind of, people are going to tell you or the world will tell you so many different things and then you're kind of left with, okay, but what's real? Like, what's the thing that I can actually, like, hold on to through life that's going to constantly bring me back to a place of, yeah, this is who I am. I feel confident in it, you know? So I think I think it's okay to not know it and to question it and to be in a process of kind of being like, okay, who am I? Who do I find? Like, what do I find myself in? But I think it is, like, a foundational truth. It's, like, one of those things. You know, because people, like, You think of people who have, like, midlife crises, which probably they can still have if they know their identity. But I think that probably grounds people more so that times like that, it can help them to not feel, like, so crazy. Does anybody else have any thoughts? Yeah. So you have to know your identity. So if you don't know what it is, ask the Lord because he made you and he'll totally, he'll show you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ask him. He made you, and he'll completely show you who and what you were made for, because you're his. He yeah. Yeah. You yeah. More than anybody else could ever. Mm-hmm. So you've yeah. got to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a process, like she said, you just start looking up these scriptures. He'll show you. Mm-hmm. And he'll be written on your heart. Yeah. And he's given you things naturally. Like, everybody has their own personalities it, there's a, a real foundation of your identity, like who you are in Christ, but then everybody also has 
identities that look a little different because of the things they like, the people that they're around, you know, all those things too. So usually it's not feeling based. That's yeah, that's very true. Don't go by your <laughs> because it usually defies faith. Yeah. So it's not feeling based. Cool. Oh, yes. Um, I've noticed that once I truly started my walk with Christ, um, before I was very, like, worried about my appearance and, like, constantly judging myself and, like, worried about how I looked and how I was, like, how I put myself out there. Once I truly like gave myself to Christ, I realized like He thinks that I'm perfect, and who am I to go against what He says? Mm-hmm. Like, and I realized like my true beauty, and not just like physically, but inside as well. And I realized like I have, like, humbly, I have so much to give to this world and to other people. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that and to truly like act on it is like it makes you feel just so good mm-hmm. on the inside. And it just even if you truly don't know your identity yet, you can still be a Christ follower and have that be part of your identity and then grow from there. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great start. Be a Christ follower and build upon that alone because that's your foundation. Yeah. Any other questions? Thoughts? Yes. Is there a season of your life where you struggle with your identity? And if so, what were like some, some biblical or spiritual truths the Lord ministered to you? Yes. Well, was there any season of my life where it was harder to know my identity. Um, yeah, I think um, I think the, the hardest season where I really struggled with that was probably um, the, in the year of 2016. Um, my, my parents kind of, my family was kind of like messy a little bit. Uh, we went to church where there was just it was just a hot mess on the inside. Um, and I kind of knew that my parents were probably not going to make it, but in the year of 2016, I was already like grown out of the house. Um, and my parents separated and ended up divorcing. And I think I thought that I w- it would just be like easier because I was out of the house and just kind of like separated from the situation a bit more like physically. Um, but I think it just caused me to really think a lot about okay, well, like, my family's falling apart, so what does that mean for me? Like, that's my, that's supposed to be your core of, you know, where you get love from and just learn a lot. And, like, then I started to question, like, everything I learned because it was just a couple of years of um, really, I mean, it's still an ongoing thing, still adjusting to things, but the first, like, year or two, there was just a lot of choices, um, that both my parents made that kind of just felt pretty crummy uh, and that kind of make make you kind of question like, okay, well, you raised me, so, you know, if that's supposed to be how I am, like, why are you making these decisions now? And so I think it was just a pretty dark time. There was also just a lot of other things that came in in that year. Um, and really, truly, I just, I feel like I had to to just really cling to the Word of God and like, n- not even, like, conversations with friends, I feel like, or anything like that. It was just strictly just, like, being honest before the Lord and really just bearing my whole heart, even the, like, ugly things where I was, like, the ugly truths that I was wrestling with, that I really had to reach a point where I was just kind of like, okay, 
this isn't, my family doesn't define me, like my parents don't define me, it's you who defines me. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's, I don't know if there's like a certain scripture necessarily that I can like recall, but I think just, it was really just being brutally honest with the Lord about everything and allowing that him to come in in those moments and be the thing that comforted me rather than trying to reach for like other people to comfort me or maybe just like zoning out and watching Netflix and not thinking about anything or um, stuff like that because I think your family is I'm really big on like just working through like family stuff too just because I've had to choose to Um, and so I think that season of life was probably the hardest and I really did just have to cling to the word of God but honestly like I feel like worship music too has always just really helped to ground me um, because my I mean my brain I'm just I like play music and stuff so my brain works more like that but worship music I just think it's it's so important because it takes the truth like and it takes like biblical like concepts and literally sometimes songs will take just straight scripture and so you're just like listening to it and it's easier to remember for me because it's too like music so I can just memorize things better than if I just try to like sit down and memorize um, something from the Bible so I feel like Honestly, the Lord met me a lot of times through worshiping because it's not just in there that we get to worship. It's in our personal lives, too. And I think when I would just have the times where I would meet with the Lord um, and sometimes just, like, sob my eyes out in the shower (laughs) while listening to songs, like, um, I think those were the times that God really met me, honestly. So, yes. Oh, gosh. Two questions. Okay. How did God, how did I know what God wanted to do with my life? Um, Well, I think I'm like still kind of figuring that out a little bit. (laughs) Um, I, I don't think that it's been like mapped out like this is, you know, it's like a, not like candy land where it's just like follow these steps and you get here and, um, you know, but I, I think um, man, that's a kind of a hard question to answer. I think just being close to the Lord and seeing like, okay, these are the the different things he's placed in my life that I'm passionate about and that are good, that like align up with like godliness, like, because I think that's a huge thing and just kind of going from there I don't think it's always going to be this like these huge moments where God drops this like huge thing of like yes go here do this it's not always like that sometimes it can be um but for me I think I just kind of I just saw like things before me that I would just pray and I just be like well Lord is this something that you have for me and do you want me to walk in it and it's really cool to be able to look back on the small steps and choices and to see how they led to the bigger ones, I guess. And I think it starts in the small decisions of just saying yes to God in different ways. And then it's, it kind of creates a picture that's a little bit clearer. Um, so, yeah, but I am still, tr- I mean, I don't know. I think like within, as far as like what I, what I do within like ministry and stuff, like with high schoolers, like God just kind of like 
put me in that situation. I actually like was thrown into living in a room with high schoolers um, for a long time. And at first I was very like, I hate this. And then slowly but surely he just like softened my heart and opened up that. And I think from, you know, I could have just stayed close fisted and been like, I don't want to work with youth or I don't want to do these things like, or I don't want to go to Bible college or all those things. Like I could have just been like, I'm going to go on my own path. But in my, I think honestly in the small obedience that you give the Lord, he just continues to open up the doors. And sometimes it's easy to see. And then sometimes you kind of have to pray through and think through it. Um, but I do think he gives us natural desires and passions that I think are meant to be there. And that's where you have to kind of work through like, okay, are you calling me to do something like this? Or yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> okay. And then did you have a question? Sharon? Oh, I kind of have a story going off of what she said. Okay. So I actually wasn't raised Christian, and there was a really rough time in my life about two years ago where, okay, I live with my aunt right now, and I moved here about two years ago, but my dad had just relapsed, and I was like, and I wasn't ever raised Christian. I was like, and I'd find myself talking to God. I'd be like, God, like, if you're so great, why are you putting me through this? Like, why am I having to go through all of this if, if you have the power to change it? And I, like, now looking back on it, I realized, like, I'm, he put me through that because there were so many learning opportunities for me there, and he showed me how independent I truly am or I can be, and as long as I'm with him or I follow him, that I will always be safe. And now I'm at, like, the most happiest time of my life, and I'm learning so much from, like, everybody, and I just look back and I'm like, you really did amazing for me, God, and it's just crazy because at, at the time I was like, this is, like, horrible, like, how am I ever going to get out of this or recover from this, or I was, there was just so many bad and negative evil thoughts going through my head, and I didn't know then, but I should have just given myself to him and be like, whatever is your plan is your plan, and that's honestly how you have to be, like, even though... I might not know what God has in store for me, and I don't know what God has planned for my life yet. I can still trust in Him 100% that no matter what it is, He's going to lead me to a good path. Mm. Like, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Amen. It's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Any other last questions? No. Okay, if you guys have any questions, you can come and chat after. I would love to talk with you, um, but I think we have to wrap it up. So um, let's pray, and then we will have lunch, which I'm excited about. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Um, dear God, we just thank you so much for just your goodness and your grace to us. Thank you for laying out who we are in you and for us being able to just really take hold of that in our lives and have a firm foundation to stand upon. Um, It can just be so challenging sometimes in this life when there's so many things around us that tell us otherwise or just are trying to get our attention or are just striving to be the thing that we focus on the most, God. But we just ask for the Holy Spirit and for you to help us in those times just to um, really ground ourselves in the truth and ground ourselves in who you are and who you've called us to be. And I pray that for each of us, we would be able to know that for ourselves and feel confident in it and be able to walk in light of the gospel through our identity. 
God. And I just pray um, for every situation in here, or just any insecurity or doubt or whatever it may be, um, I just pray that you would meet every girl in here just exactly where she's at and that you would just speak truth and love and peace and joy into into her life and into those things that maybe feel heavy or feel like they're coming against their identity, God. And um, we just pray for the rest of our day that you would just be with us and just really meet us here and be honored and glorified, God, in, in everything that we're doing here and that it would just be a time that we can reflect on um, and just see how you were faithful to speak to us exactly what we needed to hear and meet us exactly how we needed to, to just continue um, walking in what you've called us to. And so thank you for your word. Thank you for um, sending your son down and just to, to love us. And so we just pray that you would be with us the rest of the day. We just ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.